on this week's episode of Friend Code, it's time for the Nintendo E3 Evaluation. Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani, and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Kyle Bossman. Hello. Michael Huber. Evaluation. Evaluation episode, which... To Kyle Bossman's delight, we will be giving a grade oh. at the very end. To not, it's not just not just Nintendo Direct; it is all of Nintendo's efforts at E3. Whoa! Based on what we talked about today, so jeez, not comprehensive, but all right. and we, it can be whatever kind of grade. A, it can be a letter grade. It can be a numeric grade. I don't care how many decimal points you give it. Mm. That's my style. For evaluations, for some reason, I want to give it a letter grade, like a restaurant. Yeah, I'm thinking like a uh, high school grade, you know, you yeah. got the paperback. You've been evaluated. I was going to give it a letter yes. grade, so if, okay. I guess if we're all giving it a letter grade, we're all going to give it a letter grade. Excellent. That has been decided. Uh, before we dive in, I want a little bit of housekeeping to get out of the way. So you might uh, be wondering why there wasn't an episode of Friend Code uh, last time. There was basically a gap. Uh, what happened was, uh, the week of E3, I was doing all this planning, and in my head, I was like, oh yeah, I'm getting Game Explained this week. And we're going to be talking about Nintendo stuff. And I was like, that's just going to be the episode. Put it up on YouTube, and dude. I yeah. didn't real- and I just never hit me in the head that the original idea was to have them come after the Nintendo Direct, like one of the nights, and do a big like Nintendo segment. And they, they couldn't commit to that. They're just too busy during E3. So we got the prediction segment, which uh, Jonathan Metz uh, also joined us for. Uh, well, I, it was a great, I thought it was a great segment. The problem is it was a predictions segment. Which became horribly outdated the moment the Nintendo Direct went up. <laughs> so trying to put that up as a episode of Friend Code the Sunday after E3 for patrons and Tuesday after, what that wasn't going to cut Low it. Low entertainment like, that, value. That's not, I mean, it, it, it's a good discussion. It's just so irrelevant. Yep. I was just worried people get you now. And because we didn't really end our E3 coverage to like the after midnight on Thursday... There was like, and we took like pretty much Friday off. There was just no time to get people together to do a friend code episode in time. How much of your predictions uh, was about Star Fox? Grand there Free. was a. I think the predictions were more about uh, what would it take to get us excited and what do we expect to see from it. Yeah. And, and I guarantee for everyone, it was more than what we got. Oh, yeah. Um, I think actually Jonathan Metz was, I think, the most grounded in terms of what we should expect. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he might have, like, read the... I think he... I preface it by saying there was a rumor that came out that day that said, you need to keep your expectations in check. Yep. And I think he just completely subscribed to that. He's like, they're probably just showing a lot of Smash. Smart man. And very little of anything else. Smart deep, man. Deep down in my heart, I knew that was true, too. I was like, jeez, yep. it's just going to be <laughs> Smash Brothers, isn't it? But... Uh, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to okay. about like it was just Smash Brothers stuff like that. But anyway, that is why there was no episode the w- uh, the weekend after E3. But I hope you enjoyed the having the Game Explain crew and Jonathan Metz on for that special discussion. So hopefully that substitute was enough for you that week, and uh, we are returning to our regularly scheduled uh, posting for the for Friend Code this week. And uh, yes, this is the E3 evaluation episode. And as I like to do with every single episode is I work in patron-submitted questions for $5 of patrons to help lead to the discussion. And I want to start off uh, that the topics, the theme of these first few questions is um, what wasn't actually at E3 for Nintendo? Metroid. Or things that were just missing in general from things that were announced as well. 
Like, things might have been announced, but not all the details were quite shared. Uh, so, I want to start off with my first question. Okay. Is Wait, your question or for me? I, I have my first question. Okay, all right. I want to know this of the panelist. What game were you most disappointed did not show up? Castlevania. Nintendo's Direct. What Castlevania? Castlevania. What? Castlevania. What? We have a brand new Castlevania game coming to mobile, dude. I demand Castlevania you have, Returns. You have Bloodstained 2D came out like every platform. I'm just trolling right now. Yeah, no, I Metroid know. Prime. Metroid Prime. Okay. Metroid Prime, Prime 4 easily, hands down. Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a title reveal, you know, one year, I expect the next time, you mm-hmm. know, full. It, it was E3, right? When they showed the logo, yeah, one year one ago. Year ago. Mm-hmm. So a full year goes by. I expect to uh, see, you know. Even a even a like a CG tease at that point, like gotcha. yeah. throw together some weird like short film Beyond Good and Evil style, or even like they did with Smash, and and maybe they just didn't want to step on Ridley's toes because they mm. had the whole like Samus Ridley thing. Yeah, but something to that effect would have even been nice to say like, hey, a little bit of progress, still cooking, haven't forgotten about it. So for me, Metroid. Uh, for me, it was Star Fox Grand Prix. All right. Yes. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, I I love everything retro does. Uh, it's it's crazy how good they are at what they do. You know, taking on franchises that they shouldn't be able to be good at and just knocking them out of the park. Uh, I'm really really excited to see it. I understand it wasn't there this year because the game isn't coming out this year, and so it'll be around. Just would have really loved to have seen that game. Uh, that is the game I'm most visually curious to see. Uh, and I kind of can visualize Metroid Prime Four. Yeah, I can't visualize Star Fox Grand Prix. I can't even like think I'm of what thinking, it looks like. I'm thinking just like F Zero, but Fox McCloud <laughs> driving around, you know? Yeah, but there's also like the story mode, dude. Yeah. There's also like hub yeah. worlds and stuff. And so like, do we have little carts, or are we just like flying around in our R wing around do you this get hub to world? Walk around on foot at all? Yeah, like, there's a bunch of questions, and yeah. I think yeah, just being able to see what it just looks like is would have gone a long way. But as you said, Kyle. It was not a 2019 t- or 2018 title. Yep. They were the only title they talked about that was exclusive. It was a bunch of games that got pushed in 2019 that were originally 2018. Yep. So Fire Emblem and Yoshi. So those don't really count as new announced for 2019 games. Um, uh, I think the only one was uh, the Damon Cross Machina was early 2019. Yeah. I believe that was the only brand new game announced that is for 2019 that... Because Mario Party is this year? Yeah, I believe, okay. yeah. Super Mario Party is this year. Okay. And, yeah. I think good title, they, man. They, they yeah. really stuck really to it. Really good title. Oh, Super Mario Party. We, like, but, okay, we'll, we, get yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get stuff about it. Okay, all right. Excited. Okay. But, yeah, I, I definitely agree. And uh, just I, a lot of people wanted me to point this out about Metroid Prime. Uh, I think we've already mentioned in previous episodes that there was a po- the possibility of it being announced so early uh, like they did is because... Uh, they wanted to kind of curb any potential backlash from Samus Returns. And you know what? It, it worked. It wor- Yeah, it was. It ended up being fine, so it, it might, might not have ultimately been necessary, but it still got people excited, mm-hmm. reassured Metroid fans. They had to deal with, like, Metroid Federation Force, basically. Pokemon also the same thing with the Sun and Moon versions, the, the newer versions coming out, and, like... Oh, last year. Yeah, mean. last year. They were like, okay, people are getting a little down on Pokemon, too. Eh, let's just say that. But apparently... Uh, 
slipped my mind uh reader or viewers pointed out that uh reggie also made a statement last year or at some point saying that the reasons for the announcements last year because it was the start of the switch life cycle they wanted to get people excited it was its first e3 for switch yeah they just wanted the buzz to keep going and stuff even if they weren't coming out anytime soon they wanted people to see what was on the horizon so they broke their normal rule of announcing something that's within like a year's like release window it doesn't bother me. They have, yeah. but they have no history to support that. That is their rule. Yeah, I know. They have, they cannot say that's our normal rule when it's never true. Uh, uh, oh, come on! I please. know. I know. Please, it's, it's BS. But uh, I, I like the acknowledgement though, and the fact that he just came out and said it like that. That's cool. Like, yeah. Sometimes it, I just want a developer to say something exists, even if I know it's ten years down the line. Right. Like it's weird to be mad at them for me- announcing Metroid so early, and also being mad at them for not showing enough this year. You know, mm. it's hard to be mad at them for both things. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like I'm kind of happy <laughs> for them for pumping the brakes as hard as they did this year. In a way, I'm cool with it. In a way, it's being responsible. You done good, Reggie. <laughs> Poor Reggie. Poor our, guy. Our, you know what? He's above it, dude. He's so yeah, above it. At this point, how long he's been there? He does not read his mentions on Twitter. He's yeah. fine. He's like, eh, whatever, guys. What do you say? He said that like when he's just walking around the streets, people ask him about Mother 3. Like, I, He does not have an easy life. Yeah. He doesn't have it. <laughs> oh, my god. You go in a grocery store, can you imagine like, yep. the checkout person's like, got any updates for me for Mother 3, Reggie? Not this week. Sorry. You know what, though? Like, if I'm a millionaire, if I'm Reggie, I'm just like, let's just do Mother 3 so people don't bother me anymore. Let's just do it. Yeah. Please. Please. Write the check. Uh, just so I can sleep at night. I, I mean, that could be true. I would suggest, I don't want to, I don't, not, like, it's a subject maybe for another episode. Mm-hmm. There is an article out there that uh, was from that, like, was it Game Informer? Some article from an outlet that basically put forth what their source told them about why mother three isn't coming out. And is it a content reason? It's, about- it's a con it's a piece. There's something in that game that Nintendo does not like they're walk. They would have to walk on eggshells about, and they're just worried that it would invite criticism that they just don't want to deal with with their games. Whoa. Yeah. So they just don't know how to tackle it. They think one either side, no matter what they do, is going to come at them. Jeez. So that was. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what one source put forth. I suggest you go read that and maybe like dive into that if you want to see like maybe even if they really want to do it what might be holding them back before you shout at reggie on the street yeah because read it, the article it's not really i don't think it's really reggie's fault sure our first question comes from uh joseph and my phone's misbehaving right now uh sorry hi allies hi actually it was, hey allies hey with so many wii u games currently on switch or coming to switch soon I was considering selling my Wii U to a friend who just wants a cheap way to play Breath of the Wild. However, there's one major title that makes me want to cling to this console, and it sadly wasn't announced at E3 like I was hoping. Mm -hmm. Super Mario Maker. The only one left. Where is it? Do you think it's coming soon, or is something making Nintendo hesitant to release a port or enhanced version? By the way, looking forward to those Odyssey levels and Captain Toad, Joe. So, uh... Were you bummed out at all that like Mar- Super Mario Maker wasn't there? And do you, do you do you expect this is coming or some kind of Mario Maker's coming? I do, right? Like uh, I think they announced Captain Toad and another one on the same day, another Wii U thing. That could be an incorrect memory. Um, uh, oh, Tropical Freeze with Funky Kong. Wasn't I don't know. The same time? It wasn't the this, same time. There's is, just I a mean, lot of overlap with Donkey that stuff. Donkey Kong, Hyrule Warriors, and Captain Toad. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. These series three. Uh, Pokin, like it's just happening a lot. I think they just don't want to dump them all out. Um, 
I think Mario Maker is the hardest conversion. Uh, that's a hard port to do on Switch just because of uh, technically like the gamepad rules. Uh, they did it on 3DS, but which again had touch controls, has, has good touch controls. Um, and what you told me that you can just get a stylus for a switch. I'm just not buying it, dude. I think the problem is how do you play docked? Yeah. And you can't play the game docked without just like using a grid and it just won't feel good. And so, yeah, I think, I think it'll probably happen. I think it's the hardest conversion. Like you have to put in the most work to do that one. You can't just add funky Kong. You have to fundamentally rethink a lot of things for a, a, a switch version of that game. Which makes me think, think they'll just do like a, either a, a, bonus edition like a director's cut for switch where they just like add in some extra stuff or they just go the sequel route yeah i'd, I'd prefer a sequel yeah i'd prefer something built for switch mm-hmm. i think you see it'll say super mario maker 2 2 i you know what i want is super mario maker 64 that would be awesome be that's what i truly insane. want that's super what i mario actually maker, want i mean 64 it probably won't be called 64 but yeah. i want sequel content Maybe this called like Super Mario Maker Galaxy. Sure. Just making planets. No, because it includes like, the whole Galaxy of Mario planet. stuff. Yep. Up to Mario Galaxy. Yep. That would be amazing. Imagine having to edit and alter the gravity effects. Mm-hmm. Okay. This yeah. doesn't even seem possible. Mario, yeah, it seems so crazy. Right, right. Like, it's, it's like... Not, it's possible. Dreams it's has possible. taken this well, long the, to develop. Like, well, I don't know. Well, at the very least, maybe if it's not 3D for the Galaxy stuff, they are 2D side-scrolling parts of Super Mario Galaxy. Oh, yeah, you and can do they that. use that. So they could maybe just add, like, the gravity effect Good call. from that. Yeah. And for, like, Mario 64, maybe get, like, the... the me, I don't know. Sixty four. I think they could. That could be like the most advanced. Is making like a sixty Mario sixty four size level. They aren't that terribly big, and they're basically just glorified like obstacle courses by today's standards. Can so. you imagine if you could do both and like you start out like just going through like Super Mario one to two to three to world, and then like you come out of a pipe and you're in like Mario sixty four. Th- oh my. It'd be the trailer, dude. That's the trailer. Oh my I, I goodness. That's the trailer like moment. That. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. But yeah, th- yeah. to answer that question, I think that one in particular is just a super hard conversion. Mm. Um, I'd expect to see 3D World or, or U, super, new Super Mario Brothers U. I'd expect to see those yeah. sooner than even Super Mario Maker. Oh, ports of those. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I have a feeling Mario Maker will be a brand new update. It won't be a just straight port or even an enhanced port. Yeah. I, I firmly believe it'll be like they'll designated as something that's like a sequel essentially uh the two bayonetta games i forgot about those those were brought in as yes. well yes yeah yeah switch has Everywhere. a lot of wii u games right now i think soon you'll be able to sell your wii u to your friend <laughs> yeah soon Probably there will be practically it. no yeah. reason i i i you i feel good yeah feel the good. what's weird though is i kind of like it i know he, i know you have a deep disdain for the wii u deep i can't imagine getting rid of it at this it's point only personal though yeah i don't hate it yeah it's hard for me to hate anything, I, but I, I, I know, like, guaranteed I used it the least out of any system I owned ever. Yeah, ever. You I, know? Because at least, like, PS4 and Xbox have so much overlap, but at least sometimes, like, I'll use my Xbox for Netflix or something if, like, the PS4 is plugged in somewhere else or something. Yeah. Like, I, oh my gosh, you should see my Wii U now. Just thick layer of dust. Probably a lot of Wii U's out there, though. I mean, what's funny though is you know I use my PS4 every night. It mm-hmm. also has a thick layer of dust on it. I, I hate that happens. phrase. I hate that phrase, collecting dust, because yeah. it's not like the consoles shake while you use them. It's like <laughs> they all collect dust. Gotta wipe it with a diaper, Kyle. The console itself? Yeah. Do you? Do you wipe, clean your yeah. stuff? Wipe it down. Press uh, yeah. Press gas. I just need like a little feather duster. I think just press yeah. gas. Go. Yep. 
Oh yeah, compressed gas is good too. That works too. Yeah. Yo, um, quick score, 3D World, go. Don't think about it, go. Score. 1 to 10, go. 8.1. 8.4. Okay. What's yours? Uh, 9.3. Okay. Okay. Co-op. Cool. Um, Co-op. Co-op, Co-op is why it's 8.1, dude. Last thing I'll say about Wii U, Huber. <laughs> I, I use it as a system to play... Uh, I think it's the best for me playing virtual console stuff on there. Yeah, already hooked up. dude. And it's yeah, back- you can't sell it, man. And it's backwards compatible with Wii, so I don't have to plug in my Wii anymore because yeah. I can play my Wii games on that. And they go through HDMI, so it's like, okay. Yeah. It still has its uses for now. That's why I was hoping for Switch to start adding those games digitally because once I can get every game digitally that I had on those systems on Switch, like, all right, now I don't really need you anymore. Not going to happen, though. Hey, uh, Donkey Kong Arcade came out on the eShop as a standalone uh, arcade classics thing, so... That wasn't Nintendo, though. That's that cool company that brings all those Neo Geo games. Standalone stuff, maybe. It's it's so annoying because I still need my PS3. You know, think about oh, that yeah. transition and that life cycle. It's like all those PS1 classics on there. I still, yep. that's how I play Resident Evil 2, like yep. on my yep. PS3. So I hope, yeah, I hope Nintendo Dude. sorts it out, get some virtual console, some kind of transfer. Like, is that wishful thinking, guys? That's wishful thinking. That's I so think they have no interest. Thinking. I think they have no interest in it, dude. I think sadly, yeah, Microsoft has them all beat in this department. Yeah. I think that's the, one, that's the one area that, yeah, they just like, eh. You don't have to worry about this. Bring your games forward. That's yeah. their focus. Dude, even original Xbox games. That's yeah, so that's nuts. So good. That's so nuts. Uh, next question comes from Dylan. Hi, Dylan. Yo. Sony and Microsoft continue to show games that won't be available for a long time. Oh, yeah, and especially in Sony's case, this strategy commands attention at E3. True. Nintendo, however... Seem to show games that will likely be available before the f- next year's E3. Mm-hmm. There have been some exceptions. Yoshi. If you agree that these companies are taking these approach, if you agree that these companies are taking these approaches, how does Nintendo's strategy compare? Was it right? Was this the right E3 for Switch's fiscal year 2018, or should they have revealed more? Let me get condescending for a second Nintendo has nothing like Ghost of Tsushima Nintendo has nothing like that granted they won the last two E3s with garnering attention is what I mean by that Uh, with Zelda with Mario two years running it's like game of the show you earned it you did a great job at E3 Uh, they have nothing like that kind of game where I, I don't know if it benefits it to show it in that incomplete state the way their development works I think they're not comfortable with it they're different kinds of games. And Nintendo obviously sees great success with advertising their kind of games. And so, I don't know. It's weird. It's, I don't think Nintendo should emulate Sony and Microsoft in their reveals until they have games like that. And I think you know what I mean when I say games like that. I, I, I don't mean to be condescending about budget or, or uh, quality or caliber. Uh, but I, th- I think you get what I'm saying, right? Yes. You're, basically, yeah. you're basically saying like, their Nintendo Direct pre- or their Switch presentation in the beginning of 2017. They had Breath of the Wild trailer, mm. Super Mario Odyssey trailer. Mm. Like when if they had like if those had been held if those had been revealed at E3 2016 instead. Like mm-hmm. E3 2016 is like, hey, it's a Switch reveal party. Here we go. Here's a Switch. Here's Super Mario Odyssey. Here's Breath of the Wild. Like if those were not coming out for at least another up to two years l- later, mm-hmm. I think that would have been like what you're what analogous to Sony and what Microsoft are doing. It's like, whoa, I, I know they're not coming for another two years, but we've got these cool trailers for these like, huge games, like Mar- next 3D Mario and the next 3D Zelda. Like, 
I think if you threw in like a 3D Metroid into that mix, or the next like if console Pokemon, like if they showed off that like 2019 Pokemon at E3 2016, or even last year's E3, that like putting those three together would have been like, yo, it's totally cool to show those off. They're coming out two or three years later. That's acceptable. I mean, they showed Breath of the Wild many, many years before we finally played Breath of the Wild. Yeah, but that was because it was supposed to be a, a Wii U game. It was supposed to come out sooner, and then they... It basically got Twi- Twilight Princess. Yeah, it got <laughs> it, Twilight it, Princess for sure. It, it, was, it could have come out sooner probably, but knowing that it was probably going to get cross-released on Switch... They're like, let's just take your time. It was the right like, call. Let's do that. Nintendo's smart, dude. And they're smarter than we think. Like, Reggie yeah. even says, you know, Reggie even says, like, yeah, we have these games. Like, Mario, Zelda. He always comes back to that. Like, software pushes hardware. We've heard him say it a million times. And he's 100% right. Like, all Nintendo needs to do is show a Mario, a Zelda, a Smash, a Metroid down the line, like as long as they have one of those games a year, they're fine and they're in a position of power, and we will continue to desire them, their mm-hmm. their systems and their games. Like just Smash alone. I know there's some like a little bit of backlash on uh, how much of the uh, direct was spent on Smash, but yeah. that game's coming around at Christmas time. If you own a Switch. You're probably getting Smash. Yeah, yeah let, let's 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 go with that <laughs> like, real quick. Okay, that's, I'd that's, love to talk about it. Yeah, that's that's our next question from Megan. Okay, when Nintendo saying it was going to be a Smash focused E3 Direct this year, mm-hmm. and people were still disappointed by the lack of some games, including myself, Megan. Do you think Nintendo should have been more clear with its messaging ahead of time? Do you think we are just expecting too much from them? Last year, they released two big heavy hitters, and this year, they are as well with Pokemon and Smash. If you count Pokemon Let's Go, a heavy hitter. We should be able to count that as a heavy hitter. Uh, Do you think they could have done much else if the games aren't just ready to show yet? Yeah, so I think it's funny that uh, leading up to it, the messaging was we're mostly focusing on 2018 games. When when they did bring in uh, uh, Ex Machina and... and, uh, uh, Fire Emblem. You know, it's like, it's another dumb lie. You know what I mean? Like, those are more 2019 games. Um, So, yeah, I almost agree. I think, hey, we're going to, this is mostly going to focus on Smash. And I think they kind of did that. They hinted at that. It'd be cool to just outright say, this is going to be 35 minutes of Smash Bros. Yeah. I I don't know how much it was actually of Smash Bros. It was like 20 plus for sure. Yeah. I think if they just say that it's going to be this much Smash Bros, uh, we have one game announcement. You know what I mean? Like almost in a weird like Game Awards-y way, just like outright saying ahead of time, this is how many announcements we have. Uh, Isn't too bad of an idea. I think it would get people less excited and you have to worry about getting fewer viewers. Yeah. So I I don't know if this is asking a question later. It might be, but I want to bring it up now. Because I'm thinking, as you're talking about, I'm thinking about this, the uh, the focus on just like one game that Nintendo's doing. So they just focus on Smash this year. Yeah. I think the problem we're finally running into is that if you're not into that one game they're revealing, mm-hmm. that's pretty much like it for this either. Okay, there were a few smaller announcements, but in terms of you're looking for that big spectacle, that big like huge game. And it's Smash Brothers. Like, okay, I know I recognize it's a big game, but that's not speaking to me. And then you look, oh, that that's it. Well, you know, where where you couldn't at least do two games? Like you could have shown me a, just a little bit of Metroid or Star Fox or whatever, even though they're not coming out next year. 
I, I think that's part of like it's a gamble with doing that big focus on that. Whereas you look at Sony and Microsoft, like yeah, it's usually like you don't they don't have anything like Ghost of Tsushima. They didn't have anything like like like, like Sony Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us Two. It's like all right, just just stay just go with those two right there. You already have two games, two drastically different games. They're speaking. Then you throw in Death Stranding. It's like oh okay, like. You have three games there that like cover, yeah, and then like you have. (laughs) Look at that lineup, like that's speaking to a lot of different people, and I I think that's where in the past it worked because Zelda and Mario a little bit more universal, whereas Smash Brother, while it's mega popular and it seems universal. I, I think that is one of the safest, most known quantities yes. of Nintendo's like IPs. Mm-hmm. How radically different is a new Smash ever going to be? And everyone's like, "Oh, that's really nice, nice details, but uh, it's it's not the wow factor is just not there." What I think you- wow factor is the right thing because yeah. Zelda is full of wow factor. Mario is full of wow factor. You could watch eight different people on their demo playthroughs and find new things in each of those playthroughs. I love hearing you guys talk about that. But yeah, and Smash was kind of just like once we've seen Ridley's moves, once we've seen the Inklings moves, <laughs> practically nothing new, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so I think Huber's right. I think this will be one of the best selling Smash games ever. I think everybody's going to want it. Everybody's going to want to be playing it, but it doesn't show up big at E3 because we're not watching it with our hands on our face being amazed at every new thing that pops up. Business as usual, in a, <sighs> in a sense, to yeah. be reductive about it. But Nintendo, for me, for the last decade and for the foreseeable future, will always be about quality over quantity. I don't expect to play a ton of games on a Nintendo system. Uh, you know, I was on frame trap recently and I was talking about how I just don't use the handheld mode for switch because I'm either at game at home gaming on the TV or I'm not gaming at all. You know, I I just game at home. So I, I, a lot of the function is gone. So I'm just in a position where I anticipate a couple big hitters every year and that's enough. Um, it's just a little scary after Mario and Zelda come out because we know we're not going to get those for a while. But we're still getting things like Octopath and now Smash. And Smash is great because it's a game that lasts, you know? Like, online, multiplayer, co-op, local, what have you. Smash is a game that can last and bridge that gap until the next must-have Switch title for me. I'll tell you a thing about Smash Bros., and this kind of ties into the E3 presentation. The the thing that was most exciting to me is you start with eight characters and you unlock the rest. Yes. Because oh, to, yeah. I, I think Sight. I'm going to have fun playing the game. More fun than most of the other Smash games. Just unlocking everyone. That's what I really like about Melee, is, is going through the weird modes, unlocking characters. Yeah. It's fun. It's actually fun to play it. It's not strictly a, a multiplayer game. Approaches. Challenger yes. approaches. Waluigi. Secret final boss. No, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's going to happen, stuff. guys. Please. But um, remember this Huber. moment, allies. It's oh, going to happen. When we Look t- at their faces. Screenshot this when Waluigi shows up. Huber's clipping out those uh, yeah. LA Dodger reports from two months ago. <laughs> so, but, but like, Huber, we, when we talk about uh, Smash Bros. being their big game of the year and like yeah. showing big uh, up big at E3, I think the demonstration they had was really cool for hardcore fans. Yeah. I think when we, like, this probably, if, if it's not the best selling Smash, it'll sell crazy. I think most of those people don't care about that presentation. Yeah, because they're yeah, exactly. Who is it appeasing to? Because the hardcore people are saying, mm-hmm. "Okay, everyone's back, everyone's in it." Okay, we see a little bit of the nuance, but we're, we don't get our hands on it. We just want to play it and, yeah. and feel it for ourselves. And then if you've never played Smash, you're just like, "What the hell?" Yeah, like right. why is this important? Why are you showing me this? Like when we see Mortal Kombat, we see some 
sick martial artists and decapitations. Yeah. It won't be like, you know? here's what's new about ever. Scorpion this time. Yeah. Scor- Scorpion's get over here move has two extra feet. Like, it won't be yeah. that. It won't it be was, like that, you yeah. know? I mean, it was, it was well edited, but essentially, I was making a joke, and a lot of people were making a joke, that it was glorified patch notes. Yeah. It was like a glorified patch notes that's presentation. Fair. They did their best to dress it up, but at the end of the day, that's that's ultimately what it was. Whether it's true or not, whether this was just PR speak, uh, forget, was it, uh, I forget if it was Bill Trinan who said it recently or at E3, uh, he said that was, what we saw was just the tip of the iceberg. I'm hoping the, for those modes, dude, yeah, yeah. like, we haven't talked about the modes, we haven't talked about, like, any of this other stuff yet. But at E3, you gotta bring the iceberg, that's baby! Like, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah. why was why was that the focus of E3? <laughs> yeah. The, the, those balance chain stuff could have been a Smash Direct. That yeah. didn't need to be the focus of E3. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, it's a little strange. Because they... Didn't have anything else, guys. I think they do, Huber. I think there's some crazy modes in there. I think Sakurai. No, I mean games. Oh, games That's why wise. They showed so much yes. Smash. Oh no, yeah, but yeah. like they could have talked about like here's the new adventure mode, yep. and this is what you'd be. That'd be like way more exciting than anything they showed off of that. I think Sakurai loves surprises so much, Damiani. He wanted to save it, and I think it was probably his call. Even probably. I think he has that kind of control. He's like, yeah, don't show the adventure mode yet. I'm like, please, please let us show it. Let's show anything. We're gonna lose E3. He's like, no, 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 no. Just show my characters. That, that I think that makes sense. Um, I want to also give a shout out to several people wrote in about like the, what we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the next question I had was actually from me and Brian, who literally asked what we just answered and oh, okay. stuff. So uh, I think we, we covered that aspect of Smash plenty. Good foresight, beating um, down Brian. Quick stuff. question, guys. Is yeah. Nintendo giving you enough right now? Are you guys satiated? Oh, weird question. Are your bellies full right now? Or are you still hungry? I mean, as of now, up to now through this year... Mm-hmm. I guess it, the mileage may vary based on like your interest in a lot of the ports that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, at the very beginning of the year with like Bayonetta, I'm like I was happy Bayonetta came out, mm-hmm. but I like, I've already played those games enough, and I didn't really seek to want to play them again. Mm-hmm. But with like Donkey Kong and now Mario Tennis Aces, uh, and then a uh, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, which let me play the 3DS stuff on my console, I think those three were enough for like the last few months. And obviously, at the end of the year, Smash will be good. But for me right now, there is a bit of a gap. The first For the first time in a long time. It's like, it is Octopath. Yeah. I recognize Captain Toad and Octopath are coming out next month. So that is a filler there that's for people. Uh, Captain Toad, like, I've already played that game to death. I mean, I'll enjoy playing it again. That's not going to really do it for me. And but you're kind of hungry. I'm not sold on Octopath. And then beyond that, I, I mean, I know you'll have a great time. We'll have a great time playing here with Super Mario Party. But on my own, I'm not going to be really that invested in that game. So I think it's more just there's now there's some releases coming out that aren't speaking to me. Mm-hmm. Where if they had some more third party support, I mean, I haven't really, I'm forgetting like any of the big indie titles that might be coming out between now and the end of the year as well. But like, yeah, that's the Undertale? thing. Undertale? I'm um, sorry? Undertale? Do they have a release date on I that guess yet? Newer. Because I already played Undertale. Sure. So that also won't do it. Hollow Knight Red just dropped, got Shadow dropped, yep. so that came out, which was great. Maybe, uh, uh, was King Knight, do you think King Knight will be out by the end of the year? I uh, don't know. I've heard I, uh, of Super Meat oh, Boy Forever. Shovel Knight, right? the final Shovel Knight expansion. Oh, that nice. has. I think that will be, yeah, I think nice. that will be. I feel so bad, they're working so hard on that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's I can awesome. relate, I can relate. Maybe so are you Super- hungry, Kyle? Yes, yeah, so what I, the argument I want to make is, uh, what, when the 3DS launched in its first one to three years, some weird new stuff popped up. And we have no weird new stuff, maybe besides one, two, switch on the switch. 
There's a huge lack of weird new ideas from Nintendo on the Switch, and it's bizarre. We've only been talking about pre-established franchises. Um, uh, Arms. Arms is a new franchise. uh, Sushido, or... Way of the Sushido. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Sushi Striker. Yeah, Sushi Striker. Way yeah, the yeah. I mean, that's a 3DS Distraught. game too. That's a 3D. That was developed as a 3DS game. Let's up-res it and put it on Switch. So it's it's so weird. Do you count Labo? I would count Labo. Absolutely. Well, no, I think that's more for children. Um, I mean, okay, a lot of Nintendo games are for children, but I consider it a whole wholly different product. Though, are we talking about that this week? What? Labo being integrated in Nintendo no. games? We're skipping over that. All right. Well, I guess I might be forced to count it soon, Huber. Uh, <laughs> but uh. No, yeah, I just, I like, do you remember like Sakura Samurai? Do you remember that game? Um, you're just like a wandering samurai fighting kappas. Uh, there was just like, uh, just so many, like, just even like the Mii games. The Mii games were weird. They were just fun, weird games. Like Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. Just like bizarre ideas you've never even like would ever think to of. I guess they also um, don't have like, a, not just those, but it going along with you just sit like, they're not even doing like a NES Remix style game. Like, where's SNES Remix or N64 Remix or Nah, just... buy the classic consoles, man. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I mean, uh, sure, that yeah. stuff. I mean, there, there's yeah, there are plenty of things they've done that they could probably easily fill in the gaps, but they're just not there. Yep. And we're wondering like where they are. Like, when are they coming? Like, what what what's, what's the holdup? If they, you know. They, they could definitely use, like, probably another game or two. In the remaining six months, I think they could use another game or two. Even if they're smaller, oddball games. Yeah, I'd love they could, a they small They could use oddball. some of that. Um, Maybe they just don't show them at E3. Maybe they will still pop up. Yeah, there's always... I mean, people are expecting a Nindies Direct now sometime in July. Sure. It's, like, the next thing. So that could be it. Uh, they usually do drop something around Comic-Con, whether it's the N64 Classic will finally get announced there or if some other thing will happen. I, I expect... Within the next month or two, some other direct will happen nice. that will like tease a few upcoming stuff that we're not like these odd games that we're talking about. Bring them on that just missed out on E3. That's what I'm hungry for, though. Nice. I it, want a little weirdo. I hope Super Mario Party gets weird. Might get weird. Get weird. It's with got it. the connecting stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, the consoles, right? It's got a good start there. Um, yeah, you know what? Like, uh, like this weird like flash forward, and Mario's got a beard. Like, let's see Mario with a beard in Super Mario Party. Beard and Mario. Like one of the tables, just like, and then they're frozen for 50 Old years. Mario. Yeah, yeah. Future, like, Old future Mario. map. Yes. Give me that future map future with bearded Mark. Ma- like, Get weird. You go to Donk Cyborg City, Bowser. it's all in like rubble. Yes. <laughs> That's what I desire. That is what I hunger for. That would be pretty cool. Love it. There is one game that is coming out between now and then, end of the year, that uh, we haven't talked about yet. Okay. That's, uh, next question comes from Jared. Um, hey, hey, Jared. Hi, Alice. Hi. Following E3, as well as news that Monster in a World can't be done on the Switch. <laughs> yeah. This is new. This is very topical. Yeah. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on the Switch as it pertains to attracting third parties. Yeah. Let's get into the it. The Switch doesn't have the big marquee titles from third parties coming day and date. And as high as the install base is for the Switch, why aren't we seeing more titles, even big name ports, coming to the system? I personally didn't mind the shortcomings of the Switch graphically, as it's a portable console as well, but I'm worried it's falling almost too far behind. It doesn't seem like it's worth it for many third parties to bring over bigger sw- titles to the Switch, or that Switch simply can't handle it. Either way, this seems like an issue to me, 
especially with its very light first-party offering for the rest of 2018. Does the Switch have a potential problem with third parties due to its hardware limitations? Would love your thoughts. Love and respect, Jared from KC. Jared, it is not a potential problem. It's a problem. It is officially a problem. And the way he led in there with talking about Monster Hunter is great. Because Capcom says, yeah, we'll just keep making Switch-specific Monster Hunter games. Uh, That should be, I'm not going to say a red flag, but the signal. That's the signal that, hey, this is going to go very similarly to how it went with the Wii U and went with the Wii. Uh, They're just not going to work. And so, I, I mean, Wii U even had some Call of Duty games. Um, I can't remember which. I think I played like Black Ops 2 on it or something. Um, uh, but I don't see... Maybe the rumors of the only the uh, the uh, Battle Royale mode going to Switch, maybe that kind of thing will be true. Uh, but yeah, I just think that... Like, let's talk about Red Dead Redemption 2. It won't be on Switch. It just won't happen. Oh, yeah. uh, no and that's one of the big, biggest third-party games. I mean, Call of Duty is as well. Uh, I think that... For a company like Rockstar, they could obviously make money on Switch. They could obviously make a Switch version of GTA V and make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they just don't want their games to look like that. Because they put L.A. Noir on there. Yeah. And it looked okay. It looked good. Yeah, but I don't well, know if that's different. the same. Yeah, it's not quite the same as yeah. trying to put GTA V on there. Totally. I mean, I think... Especially with online, too. They would feel, like, half-baked if you're like, hey, GTA V, but no online. Yeah. yeah. I think we have now hit a point where it should be, as you say, Kyle, it should be apparently clear that while third parties will, might want to support Nintendo Switch where possible with possible ports, they're either going to have to make... So a lot of their games are just not going to be either possible to bring the Switch or be such a significant downgrade they just don't want to do it, which I think is probably why you will not see GTA V on Switch. Rockstar does not want it to look that bad on yep. running on Switch. But, I mean, this is now... But the line, line has been Which drawn Which is crazy, because it runs on PS3 and 360. It does, you know? I, I, I think they just don't want to downgrade it I, I, yeah. from what it looks like now on current gen. I mean, I don't know what it is, but, like, at this point, everyone's made it clear. I think everyone's making it clear. I mean, Bethesda's the one that's still trying, it seems. Yeah. But yeah. everyone else... Wolfenstein 2 coming up. And a handful of other examples, but it's basically now, no. You get, like... They try. They're trying in Japan the the streaming service, cloud streaming for Resident Evil Seven on Switch. See how that goes. And I heard from people who played it. Not. It's not a good experience. Yeah. Like it's it's not. Working out the kinks, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll see when it happens. Monster Hunter World is a little bit more ambiguous because everyone's driven inclusion. It's not gra- graphically feasible. There's some people debating whether it's contractually an issue. Because Sony has console exclusivity, hmm. and that it, that's also preventing it. So it might just be a one-two combo of, like, we couldn't do it if we wanted to. Because Sony said, like contractually says no, but also like graphically can't do Which it. Which is so but, weird, because it's on Xbox, but they they have to specifically say no Nintendo. Yeah. Which I think is, is kind of feasible, because Monster Hunter had been associated with Nintendo for so long, up yeah. till that point. Let's let's also point out, like, an E3, Dragon Ball Fighters. I Sorry, I think I'm taking someone else's question later down the line. Uh, now it's coming to Switch. Finally confirmed coming to Switch. Yeah. Just like shoved under a montage, basically. Given like no like spotlight, essentially. Like Nintendo like treats it like, oh, it's just another like little like bullet point. Mm-hmm. Not like, oh, that was a game that everyone wanted to see come out on Switch. And graphically, I didn't see anything that really could have been done on that that could that couldn't have been done on Switch with that game, with that fighting game. But let's just name a few big games that there's just no chance they're coming to Switch. Battlefield. And, and this is like, yeah, you got Battlefield 5. Assassin's Creed. Origins, definitely not, it's not Origins, uh, Odyssey, definitely mm-hmm. not coming to Switch. Uh, Black King, Ops. Black Ops, Kingdom Hearts 3, definitely not coming to Switch. Fallout 76. Not coming to Switch. 
uh, Devil May Cry Five. That that's not coming to Switch. Resident yeah. Evil Remake Two. That's definitely not coming to Switch. Just like these big upcoming third party, like Cyberpunk, absolutely not coming <laughs> to absolutely not coming to Switch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but oh, you, like sad. we could, we could keep going here for big multi platform yeah. titles that are, you just will not see a version on Switch. And while Capcom saying, hey, because Switch is selling so well. We do need a monster on there. Generations Ultimates are first, like, olive branch. But we're also going to develop original monster games for it. You know they will be separate from the big multi-platform. Like, yeah. the version that comes out on Switch probably isn't coming out. Like, the one they make for Switch is probably going to be a Switch exclusive. That's not going on to their consoles because the other consoles get, like, Monster in the World 2. Which yeah, looks and like they will, obviously, Fabulous yeah. and stuff. And you're going to see that again. And I, this is the problem. It happens every generation. There's a small window where we think there's hope. Mm-hmm. Oh, certain people are saying it's like Bethesda was our hope. I'm pretty sure that Bethesda support's going to end after this year. I think after Wolfenstein's well, 2. Well, Ubisoft is bringing Trials. That's nice. That's Yeah, that's Trials. It's not, so, but it's not trials. Assassin's Creed like we just said. But you're not getting Assassin's Creed. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 is not yeah. going to come to Switch. You'll get Starlink. Yeah. Starlink. You yeah. got Starlink. The best version of yeah. Starlink. Yeah, the best version of Star Starlink. Fox yeah. in it. <laughs> but... Yeah, like I think the windows are going to be closing at the, by the end of this year, especially by the next E3, which is be like, stop expecting any of the big AAA third party games to come out on Switch, and that is the new that is the reality now, and it kind of stinks a little bit. That's the question yeah. because yeah. for the last so long, like Nintendo has always been frosting on my cupcake, you know, my Sony cupcake. Where I'm just like devouring all these games, but then of course, Nintendo will come out with 10 out of 10 games like Mario and Zelda and so on and first parties. Yep. Is that enough? Is that enough for you guys? Because it's enough for me. Treating treating the Nintendo as a supplemental system to your gaming life. In a, you know, it, it's in addition to everything else. Then you have the Nintendo first parties. Yeah, and I mean, one thing we have not said is the word Fortnite. You know, like uh, I, I, the biggest game is still there, uh, and so yeah, Huber, I think you're right. I think it's enough for what the product is. They they made that call when they said we want it to be a handheld thing you plug into your TV. Mm-hmm. Like they they signed off. They they took that sacrifice. They took that hit, and so far it is still paying off for them. Um, I think they'll have to upgrade before, you know, years-wise. I think it has a shorter lifespan because of that. Uh, but uh, I, I think that uh, it's hard to say they made the wrong call. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not arguing that they made a bad call with this. Yeah. It's just this this is the reality. Right. And there are there are there will be some people out there who, for whatever reason, again, will be... It keep, this keeps happening again and again. Since we... We've been going, like, I've been going through, not me personally, but the person saying this, I've been going through this. Where are my big third-party games? Where are my, like, the the big third-party games are going on every console? Before Wii's generation, it was just console exclusivity. Oh, Mm -hmm. PS2's got this locked up. Like, that's, it's not that GameCube could run this. Just Sony signed the, 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 you know, they paid the money. They they signed the the, the papers and the, the, the contracts locked up. But... Some of the games like look better on GameCube. Like they, there was close to the parody. I mean, don't need to get into like that paid off for Nintendo or something. I think there's some people want to see this. Like they have this weird, maybe not weird, but this dream expectation that one day Nintendo will not only achieve the success it does with its strategy for like what it did with Wii, with DS and 3DS, and now Switch, but also it's gonna have like the huge games on it too. Like they want the best of both. 
Mm-hmm. They want Switch to be like dominating hardware sales with these great exclusives that sell well and look great, but also getting like the GTAs, the Resident Evils, the Final Fantasies, the you know whatever CD Projekt Red's working on at the time. Like they you know they want those games like Tomb Raider. They want that on there. Sekiro looking like yeah. at near parody with the its contemporaries, and I just don't know if that's a route Nintendo can ever go again. Is like, does that okay with you guys? Are yeah. you okay if Nintendo from here on out yeah, was I mean, like, I mean, yo? I mean, that's a big question. What if, what if it was like, what if, what if they were just like, hey, no third parties ever again? Oh, no, they'll never say that. I'm obviously going the extreme route. Yeah. But if, if, if all of a sudden it was that extreme and it was just a Nintendo machine, would you guys be okay? I'd, you know, I'd still buy it. Yeah, I mean, you'd still get your Mario's. So, and your I and mean, your I would, but like, I'd be a little, I'd be a little not just annoyed but worried like to me when the third party content completely dried up on on nintendo it's almost the point where like the serious talks of like why why are you even doing this anymore like why why make consoles like if you're just you don't have any much support might be in your best interest to go multi-platform still make your handhelds like oh you can play like your games they run best on switch mobile or something but like put them on pc i don't know at that point I would seriously, like, not... I wouldn't call you crazy if you're calling him out, like... Calling Nintendo out for no longer... Why are you still first-party exclusive? Why do you not release your games multi-platform? That's, that seems like a very risky proposition to not have any third-party support anymore. I, I, because, like, the counter to this is that while Nintendo's not getting these huge AAA, they are getting huge indie support. These indie games are selling the best. Even yeah. older indie games is getting re-released on Switch... That is this system's strength, yeah. but all those games also speak more to the mobile experience and the handheld experience, I think. So I, I want to counter by saying, like, they are getting fulfillment if you're into those smaller or, like, um, more, like, you know, lower-scale titles like that. Games. But there is a definite absence of the AAA third-party experience on Switch. I think you just need to know that going in. Mm-hmm. And I think that would help people rather than like, cause you see, I think it's dying down more. You still see calls for it, but it's not as bad as a generation or two generation guns where like, Oh, where's the third party? Like, where are they? Sure. I think the reality is starting to become more accepted from Nintendo fans. That this is just their strategy. This is what they go for. This is how they succeed. And it's a nice treat every now and then if you do get a port of a certain big game, but I do hope, like, the Capcom making the exclusive Monster Hunter for Switch or the new Monster Hunter Switch games, I would like to see more of that. Mm-hmm. That would be a great in-between. Like the, right. The, the, Ubisoft making Rabbids. Mario yeah, plus instead Rabbids. of the AAA, yeah. it's like the, the, B, the old B tier, like, exist again. And yeah. it's found its place on Switch. Square Enix made a studio or t- groups of people to develop these types of games just for Switch as well. See some Crystal Chronicles. Yeah, like this. I yeah. think. Yeah. I think oh in the gosh, in the years yes. coming, you will see more of those types of games yeah. being announced for Switch. And that's I, a dream, right there. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that is the sweet spot that one Nintendo should be aiming for, and what the realistic expectations should be set for that system. Beautifully said, Damiani. Beautiful. <laughs> I'd say pragmatic. I don't know if it was it's, it was beautiful language. Tweet that to Reggie. Yeah, not very poetic. I want that strategy. Well, let's be. Let's talk about the stuff that was there. Okay. Uh, the games that were announced and how how we felt they did with that. Here we go, Huber. Okay. From Snow Cone Guy, Super Mario Party will have some online functionality. Leaderboards. However, this will only apply to playing some mini games, but not yep. actual board game matches. Leaderboards for sure. 
as long as a longtime fan of the series who is no longer at the age where it is easy to gather four people for local multiplayer, this is disappointing to me. What are the reasons for this decision, in your opinion, and will we ever see full online matches for Mario Party again? I mean, Mario Party is already the most hostile gaming experience in the biz. Yep. So, uh, playing against strangers online, uh, they probably just didn't want to go down that road. Yeah. A lot of DCs. <laughs> I agree. A lot, a lot of DCs. DCs. A lot of people pulling the plug. Oh, yeah. You know, you're you're committing to an hour-long game, like 25 turns, whatever. Gets down to the end, someone pulls the plug. That would be very frustrating. Yeah, I, and I, I've seen the argument, like, what if it's just friendlies? What if it's just people you already know? Friends list? I still think it'd get rotten. <laughs> I, I think without the human-to-human interaction, without being able to read other people's expressions, you will hate your friends online. <laughs> yeah. I, I think like Mario Party is very particular in that manner. Uh, I think it's crazy there's even like the mini-games you can play online. Those are going to get rotten, too. Can you play them against people online? A group, a group of mini-games you can play with people online. Wow. Yeah. I think it's like five. I think it's like five mini-games you can play online. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, there probably are people who can play online with their group of friends and not be reach that point of that like level of toxicity. I don't think so. That, uh, Mario Party, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. that group of friends exists. Yeah. There, there are no four people who are or that chill. At least there are a group of people who they, they know that's going to happen and yeah. they go with that expectation. <laughs> mm-hmm. And while people get salty, they know they won't just like rage quit and say bye-bye. Sure. They'll, they'll probably say some mean things. They'll probably get angry, <laughs> but they will finish the, the, they'll finish the game. They'll play it to the end and at the end, you'll all like laugh about it, like, oh man, that was intense. Like, we should do this again or something. I do see there are some people who that, that that like that might be their only avenue. They can't. Their friends are spread out across the country. You know, they're older and you're married and stuff. They've gone their separate ways, but they still keep in touch online. And they're like, dude, we love Mario Party. Remember when we played Mario Party and stuff together? Let's get that match going. It's don't like, do it. Now that they Call of Duty commercial. Now they can't do it. <laughs> so, I I I mean, I don't see it. I get why maybe they don't want it to be like just random strangers, but I do feel at least allowing friends list people to do it. it there's nothing with stopping them technically from doing that. Like it's not that can't it's doable for Nintendo even to have online Mario. Party. I just can't recommend it. I mean, even if you don't recommend it, they should just have the option for friends list matches only. They should not have the option. I disagree. I don't think they should. I, no strangers. No strangers allowed, like that. No random matchmaking, just friends only. And uh, you know, Kyle, maybe they do a cooldown. Like you played that friend, it's like you can't play with them for another week. <laughs> chill out, like chill out mode. It's now like, we're talking. Now it's like chill out. Now it's we're like talking. Weird ideas. Yeah, chill out, yeah, chill out period. Weird I'm cool zany that. ideas and stuff. Like one match yes. a week, and uh, they can even do it where uh, it can be asynchronous. Where even if you're not both online, you make your move and stuff, and then it like tet- they pings the other player, and it's like. You just gotta wait like for them. With friends. Yeah, you just gotta wait for them to make their move and stuff. So like, you can go offline and stuff. Go like come back the next day and it's like, oh, it's like you know, long distance chess. They gotta mail Tell you. Tell me, your honey, move that's genius. No, no, that's the portion of of Mario Party that goes the fastest, and then like it's back into the mini games. I mean, I think like people play board games like that online. You know, they're like simulated board games. Uh, Mario Party is not a board game. You know, it's a mini game game, and the board game is the reason to care about the mini games. They can do a a mode where it acts as the mini games, like a a truncated like uh, version where it's it's more just literally about the die roll the roll the dice. It's Mm -hmm. RNG completely. There's no skill based mini game part of it. So it it essentially like oh I went into space and go back three and stuff. That's the worst part of Mario Party. 
I don't know. Some people might want to just like do that match for fun. All right. I'm just happy the car is gone. Yeah, <laughs> me know? too. Like yes. I love love Mario Party one through three. Uh, there was a good GameCube one. I always forget which five. one. Five is good. Other than that, though, this franchise has burned me so many times. So many times I get excited about a new Mario Party. Um, only to be burned. But this one feels different. This one feels like a winner. I have a question. Do you all have to hold Joy-Cons sideways? Is that how this is controlled? Everybody's got Joy-Cons? Or can you... I guess it has to be that, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't use the Pro. I feel like you. I heard read you cannot use a Switch Pro controller on this, and so then Unfair I want advantage. Yeah, and so I'm assuming that oh, everybody's just like, old, uh, yeah, yeah, got a little dinky boy sideways, and then you're using motion controls when required. Yeah. What was the other game we had to play that way with like multiple uh, controllers around the launch? Uh, Snipper Clips. No, Bomberman. Oh, yep, yep, Bomber, yep, yep. Bomberman R. Yeah. yeah, we had to do that. I think it'll be the same thing, yeah. So I gotta buy two extra little Joy-Cons to even, like, play this? I mean, I guess the assumption is... Everyone brings their Switch. Everybody brings their own. Because one, two of them can connect to each other, do the weird things. You have four right there. Yep. And then two people bring their extra ones. Okay. To be fair to his question, like, I get it, not being able to play online. Like, that's... Like, if I lived alone or something or lived away from you guys, like, who would I play Mario Party with. That would suck. You I don't. really want to play this new one. You, you don't. don't play. Yeah, it's you, for the you best. Give it up. It is probably for the best. It's for the best. Yeah. Alright. It will destroy Easy Allies for, for there you go. when it comes out. Yeah. That is uh, that is our advice to you. You should uh, definitely not be playing it online, with yeah. even with friends. Just avoid avoid it. it at all costs. Um, the next question, actually, we already addressed uh, from Kerbu. So, thank you for that question. It was about like the excitement over like what wasn't announced about Smash, like modes and stuff like that. Good foresight. We, we, we already story mode. Yeah, we dipped story into that a little mode. bit. But I want to go through Mushroom Kingdom again. So wait, seriously though? Yeah, I'm not. I'm Waluigi aside. Yeah, don't you think there will be secret characters that are not announced prior to the release of this game that you will be able to unlock? I almost think no. No, all the characters will be announced before. Traditionally, yes. Traditionally, like, there's one, yeah, right? there's got to be one. Uh, I don't think so in this case. I don't think so either. And I think the only ones, oh, this be DLC characters, if anything, mm. will be, like, the big thing. Yeah. All right. I mean, all right. I expect maybe three more additions to the roster in addition to Ridley. In their inkling. Uh, leading up to release. Actually, that's two. So then I, I thought they were only. I personally thought they only had like four new characters total. Well, didn't John say they showed two extra amiibo that were like mystery amiibo? They're like, and and two more are coming. Yeah, and that kind of leads me to believe there are two more characters that will be announced at launch. Ocelot, revolver Ocelot, put him oh, in. Revolver oh, is what's Ocelot. funny. Is like. I can't hear anyone who's disappointed in the roster. I simply won't hear it. I won't hear it. Like, there's no reason after what they've done, this <laughs> accomplishment. Got, everyone. There's no reason. Like, got, I, I can't hear your snake, plates. You got Snakeback. Yeah. After all the weird, like, will that be okay? And yeah. David Hayter is back. Yeah, come David on. David Hayter's voice. Yeah. And you got Sonic. You got Pac-Man. You got, like, you got, like every, Mega Man. You, you got, got like, Pichu. The, I won't hear it. You got, like, the everyone. biggest Japanese third-party companies represented like in this yeah. game, Cloud, Cloud from Square Enix. Yeah, like, yeah, come on, all of them. You I got, can't hear you it. You got everything. Like, you know, people will see like Sora and stuff that would have been a dream, but like, come on, you you got you got plenty in there. Yeah, I think yeah, I think there's at least two more in that we give yet to see. Besides Goku, yeah, Certainly. there's probably two more. Besides yeah, besides yep. Goku's besides, in. Besides uh, yep. yeah, yeah, uh, 
Goku, yeah, I was imagining how that would play out. It's like clouds charging up. You got to charge up like your key to go like Super Saiyan and Super Saiyan 2 and like Super Saiyan. I was like, it's just because it's got to be like, like his movesets change and maybe like damage output. But, but like the it, it burns your key faster each higher Saiyan mode you go. Yeah. So it's a shorter duration. Mm-hmm. And I think and you can get higher reco- knockback. I don't know if you get higher or not, but I think the recovery puts, like, you, your moves get, like, seriously weakened when you go back to normal state. Okay. So, like, you're, you're like, you do almost, like, no damage, and you're super vulnerable. Like, you take more damage. Because, like, it's got to build up back to, like, just normal state. Sure. Uh, and then you can try, try and build up, like, super. And then, like, final smash would be, like... Uh, Spirit Bomb. It's got to be. Yeah, I mean, Spirit Bomb, it's gotta be... Final Smash is Vegeta's like, I'll take care of this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, Wipes no. out yeah, the map. It's, it's fusion. Yeah, oh, yeah, yes. they come together, they do fusion attack, yeah. So yeah, the, the Final Smash is like, Goku falls to the floor and goes, Vegeta, I need you! <laughs> and then Vegeta's like right there, he's like, Kakarot, okay. It's just like... <laughs> Vegeta's been like the camera spins oh around. God. Vegeta's been watching the whole time, yeah. and it's oh like okay, God. fine. They and then they do the fusion. Yeah, fusion. Yes. yes. So count on. Look forward to that look by to that. by this fall, right. by this December. Smash is the ultimate dream. Um, yeah, you just dream about. So that game. like we're talking yeah. a little about the roster. So I I, mm-hmm. I think Kyle kind of gave his opinion on this, but a uh, uh, user Rar asked. Uh, what are your thoughts on the approach to Smash Ultimate? Okay, uh, I actually would it, like to talk about this. Too. Is it a good thing that the main focus will be on bringing back all of the past characters with minimal new additions, according to Sakurai? Anyway, I think it's great, and I'm constantly impressed by the effort put into these games. But a little part of me still looks forward to a new to new character reveals in every Smash. I also think Dixie Kong would be awesome. Any thoughts? Love and respect, Robert. Robert. New characters are still coming, and I'm all about refinement, mm. you know? Just playing a little bit of Smash, the the four matches that I was able to play at E3, uh, it felt familiar but refined. It just felt good to move around and jump and punch people as Donkey Kong and eat people as Bowser. Like, it just felt so good to play. Um, I can understand, you know, a lot of the excitement is on the new characters, so it's like everyone's back is the most hype exciting thing but it's something new you know what i mean yes so that is a weird tricky balance um but i think damiani was right with with you know leading up to the release a couple new characters i really think there's going to be at least one hidden character in the game not announced so i think there's going to be new characters and again it's all about the refinement so i think that's exciting that it will probably be the best smash mechanically. I know there's all debates yeah. about that, but uh, the smash of my dreams was back down to eight characters. The smash of my dreams was like, oh. let's refine in that manner. Like let's scale back and rethink everything. Um, I realized that wasn't practical. I think they made the right call. They made the, the call where like nobody on Twitter can complain. Obviously I still complain, which is so annoying, <laughs> but uh, uh it's the less creative option to just say every, eh, everybody's back, but it, and it's, ugh, it took so much work. I'm positive the way they rethought every character and balancing everybody and their stupid uh, final smashes yeah, and everything. Yeah, because there's a lot new. Like I just used a, a snake stinger missile. That thing's faster. You know, there, there's changes with every single character. Yeah, any thought was put in. One in under yeah, yeah. 
yeah, just for like the the debate about this because you mentioned mm-hmm. people still disappointed on Twitter, Kyle. Yeah, and I think a lot of it circles around like where this game is new, remake, like port, all that that, that like BS as well, yeah. and like not and not new characters. Um, the competitive uh, Smash player uh, Zero, uh, who uh, won the uh, Invitational, yeah, and also like probably the best Smash Four player retired, uh, uh, retired from Smash Four. He's retired from Smash Four. Definitely someone who could speak to how similar this these two games are, Smash for Wii U and Ultimate. Yeah, did a video breakdown basically of all the time oh, cool. with Ultimate and said like. In my opinion, these are vast. These are drastically different games. Cool. Wow. Like they're just on mechanical. Like visually, they might look similar, but like mechanically, very different games. And I think like while that's not visually, it wasn't as exciting to see all this stuff. Which goes to my argument, like how exciting can Smash be unless you radically change how it looks and radically change the fundamentals of it to it, it's not even Smash anymore. Yeah. I think it's, it's just like one of the safest games they can make and unveil. But I think like once people play it, they're gonna see mechanically i think what they're going for is a game to surpass melee in in terms of like reception from like the fighting in community but also longe- longevity i think the biggest piece of this puzzle we've yet to see is how i will not be surprised if this game is supported for like many years mm-hmm. yes. just by the yep. title like 100%. i think this is going to be the last smash for like at least 5 years i would love that i'd love it 10 years i want them they're to continuously update this cuz you have all the characters just keep adding new stages yep. and characters to this and it's like it's the definitive i want smash. them to take a look at fortnite you know uh, battle passes yep. are hot right now yep. there's got to be a way to make seasons interesting mm-hmm. and and get people you know season like yeah, dude. There's got to be a way to keep that level of engagement. So, like, Mario's getting his wedding costume. Mm-hmm. I w- wouldn't be opposed to us not getting that automatically, but having to earn that thing. Earn it that's, in the season, like a battle yeah, pass. That's, that's what, uh, meaningful, That's exactly you know? what Mario Tennis Aces is doing. You have There's three characters you currently cannot select in the game, but if you, mount, if you go, uh, s- s- hover over them, it says, will be unlocked by participating in the July 2018 tournament for the first one. What? The Love next it. one says August 2018 tournament, and the one after that says September 2018. So by participating in the online tournaments each month, you unlock a new character in Mario Tennis Aces. What are the characters? What are I, I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I mean, there's guests, there's stuff out there, but... Yeah, you know what? I mean, because... Because the roster is already so huge, because there are so many costumes, it doesn't feel like they're keeping anything away from you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels like they're adding and adding and adding and adding. And when they like, didn't need to, you don't need to have that much. And so that's why I don't think I'd be opposed to them keeping some stuff back kind of in that same manner. Just Costumes, dude. Yeah. It's such just everyone wins with that. Yeah. Nintendo gets paid. Mm-hmm. Fans get hyped. Yeah, like imagine how many cloud costumes you can have, or, or uh-huh. Mario, like Mario shirtless Mario and swim spitting everywhere. Yeah, shirtless Mario and swim trunks. You yes. know, <laughs> like Mario tennis costume, Mario golf costume. And I realize wedding. I can I can hear people shouting at us right now, like those should be free, those should be free, and or, or you can earn them, or yeah. you know, a way to earn them. Yeah, yeah, like the battle pass. Exactly. Well, yeah. the battle pass is ten bucks. Got it. And then, then you earn it on top of that. Then you can earn you earn, you even earn money back, so cool. you get some money back on your return, your investment. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I'd be cool with that for Smash Bros. I, if it would mean it could live ten years I or something in that vein of just being able to unlock things on a seasonal basis. They that will go in the vault, you know. It yeah. makes them so much special, so much more special. I think at the very least they will go a season pass route where you 
pay for like the 2019 season pass or Smash, it says you will get all the new characters that come out this year. Yeah. But I think they also still piecemeal it like they did with Smash Bros. for Wii U. They did offer both. You could buy like the bundle. Yeah, they had a lot of bundles, honestly. Yeah, so I think they're just going to literally repeat that. But it would also be nice if there was stuff you could just earn by playing the game. (laughs) Like you've got to be there. So like uh, uh, Halloween outfits for some of the characters and stuff like that. If Nintendo was smart, they would totally (gasps) go that And (laughs) like for Odyssey, they already got a bunch of the customs from Mario. It's like, oh, here you go. Just start throwing all those in there. And start making costumes from the other, like, <laughs> but like, like, like Ganondorf dresses like Frankenstein's monster or something, or like, yes. oh. like what they do, like a special tribute, like maybe there's like a seasonal Star Fox event where, like, when the racing game comes out, oh, you can unlock their outfits from the new game, or you can unlock their classic like SNES like realistic puppet looks or whatever with like their metal boots and stuff like that. Uh uh-uh. uh, yeah. Damiani, you're on a roll right now, dude. I mean, I was thinking of like explosion effects, but like no. stuff like that is like really good. Uh, yeah, Even, like I, taunts and yeah. You know, oh, taunts! Yes, taunts. dude. Like yeah. it is that is that stuff is has blown the hell up in Fortnite. People, yep, just gotta get that popcorn emote. You're just eating popcorn, and you taunts know? are great in Smash and taunts Bros. Taunts and spray paints, like all that stuff is so exciting. Like taunts, everybody sees. Yeah, if you're taunting there, you're like, show me your move. Everybody on the map has seen that, mm-hmm. that happening. Oh man, didn't uh sorry, I, which was it? Was it Brawl or was it Wii U that had like the NES? trial things built into it remember that was wii u that was wii u yes i would be surprised to see like stuff like elements of that yeah it had you know a museum virtual console so yeah. you like get context behind every video game character you could like play the game they came like, from. we're talking yeah. about like mini games they still haven't revealed like there's cre- like they might the reason why there might not be a new nes remix because they're working some of that stuff into like smash brothers like mini games if you're gonna like, call it crazy, ultimate, yeah. like, crazy stuff you better leave nothing on the cutting yeah. floor <laughs> like yeah it works <laughs> but what, is, what i'm saying is i'm cool with it i'm cool with yeah. like even that you gotta yeah. unlock you know what i mean like yeah. you, there's already so much that there's little ground to complain that people they're keeping things back from you when you pay sixty dollars for that game, yeah. you know. So yeah, that's true. Fortnite is free, so that's kind of how they justify it. Mm. The ten dollars, you know, because buying the game is free. Yeah, but if it's just cosmetics, I'm totally fine with putting in another ten or whatever it is for season that lasts like two and a half months. That's oh, a long time. Huber, if you bought everything for the Wii U version, oh I feel like God. you spent over a hundred dollars because there were so many me costumes. I think I, I think there's over a hundred dollars of DLC oh, and for Mii Wii U. Fighters are back. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think Wii U honestly had a ton but of it's, DLC. Yeah, I I don't think it will. I think they'll strike a balance this time. Sure. Uh, oh, th- too much Me Fighter stuff. Last yeah, 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 they won't go that direction. Um, moving on from Smash Brothers. Uh, I just want Smash now. I know. <laughs> Matt Let's has a question. Uh, a little bit of a crossover uh, question from uh, our shows because he mentions on a recent frame trap, uh, the panelists were discussing Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Mm-hmm. Huber said that the thing that would really get him invested in a Pokemon game would be building a relationship with his Pokemon. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Nice. And for that reason, I am not looking forward to that to the Let's Go games. Just say I'm out. And for that reason, yeah. I'm out. Same old thing, but with less gameplay. Due to adding Pokemon Go mechanics? Blah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good read, Damiani. <laughs> While the other panelists mentioned things like petting or feeding beans, I thought about this, and what it really needed is the same thing every other game uses to build relationships. Side quest! Ooh. Imagine tracking down your Charmander's previously abusive owner, and by the end of the quest, when you catch up to them, it's a Charizard! 
Obviously, this would only apply to certain specific Pokemon, and only if you took the time to level them. Any, anyway, what do you guys think? Love and respect Matt. Matt, well done. Yeah, love it. Yeah, genius. And, get, and you know, that'd be a way to appease, like, hardcore Pokemon players with difficulty, you know? That's what I mm. respected about uh, Nino Kuni 2 a little bit, Damiani, was the main storyline was easy-peasy, but some of those side quests were pretty intense. Some of the optional challenges... So I think if you go that route, you can make, you know, Pokemon the main line as business as usual, mm -hmm. uh, but then, like, some really challenging side stuff. I think of uh, another thing that, to me, builds bonds in, in Pokemon games is a clutch Pokemon who, like, you're down to your last 5 HP who brings out the win. And so when I played through uh, Crystal recently, that was Wobbuffet. And I loved Wobbuffet. I never, I never liked Wobbuffet, but Wobbuffet was such a clutchmeister that I built this bond that I truly loved that Pokemon. It wasn't exactly. It's like I don't want to pet you. I don't want to feed you beans. I don't want to like turn around and have you like, oh, I love you. Like I don't want that. Doesn't build bonds to me. But just clutching out a win is what builds bonds. And I actually like. Uh, I don't like making Pokemon easier to me. Like that's not appealing because like, I will like, I love those moments. I think that's why people do Nuzlocke runs. Huber, if you don't know what that means, that's mm -hmm. like, uh, they play the games permadeath. If people play the games, like if your Pokemon is knocked out, it's gone forever. They, they release it. Nice. And so there's like a hardcore meta game that you can play with like Pokemon. Like yeah. That. And I think that builds bonds, but they should just add that mode into the game. A, a permadeath mode. They I will mean, never, yeah. they will <laughs> never, I would love it, but they will never, um, but I, I love this idea, yeah, of side quests. Like, that's the thing is when you finish a Pokemon story, you know, you, you get to see your Pokemon, like, spin around you at the end. But they, you never feel like they were part of the story. Exactly. Yeah. Let me build those bonds, dude. Yep. They all about it. They were Pokemon never really your party members. You were, you were the only guy in your party member, your Pokemon are your weapons. But how would you do it? Because, like, isn't Meowth the only one that talks? Is that, There's a couple other talkers. A couple other talkers, but how do you do? How do you build a bond Radically with Pokemon that doesn't things. talk? Dude, it's it's you gotta like watch the show. So like yeah. let's let's like just uh, through the human interaction and or you yeah like stuff. there's parts where like you're like instead of like oh let's, I mean let's say Pokemon 2019 oh it's time to infiltrate Team Rocket's hideout this time mm -hmm. or whatever it's like all right like I'm trainer dude like I like okay I need to go do this but like we also have like have to shut down the power and stuff but like we need to split up Pikachu. I am trusting you to go like do this and stuff. It's like you like, and they have a relationship. We understand each other, so like yeah. you're gonna go do this. So Pikachu is gonna go like you, now. You like can switch between the two characters. Pikachu's route now goes through like a different part of the 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 like base. And you got like you can fight things. You can like stealth maybe between like I want to avoid trainers. I like love the, like that. it's just like unique Pikachu mechanics or whatever Pokemon you you check you pick. You can use one of their abilities to maybe do something. Like I don't know like. Or use like water to like rise up or something to a higher platform. I don't like something like that. You yeah, know? dude. Or your ghost Pokemon, you could like fade out so you like you sneak by things. But all of a sudden there's a laser part. Oh, you can't sneak past that. So like, what do you do? Like, oh, a mirror Pokemon who reflects it back. You know, like cool creative stuff like that. Whereas trainer person's like, okay, it's still traditional. I ran into another opposing trainer. All right, I get to duel you with my other Pokemon I've got. So you, I don't know, you like do something like that where the individual, like the six Pokemon you have in your party have the opportunities to go do individual like tasks yeah that are separate from just remedial trainer or wild encounter battles mm -hmm. and i think that's where i got another one i got okay. another dream okay so you know my favorite pokemon is farfetch who's basically yeah. just a duck who walks around with a leak right yeah. yeah so uh mid-match mid-game uh it's just like farfetch won't listen to you anymore he's depressed 
And so you like have to switch out, but then you like you take you take that your farfetch to like a this Pokemon breeder, and you're like, hey, what's wrong with my farfetch? And they're like, well, I don't really know. Um, there's this person on this island who knows a lot about farfetch, and you might ask them. So you travel over to that island, and you're like, hey, my farfetch is like acting all sad. And it's like, oh, he wants a bigger leak. So you gotta like go to where there's like a there's like leaks that all the farfetch go to, and like then there's like this Pokemon. It's like an Arcanine who's got the best leak in his mouth, and then your farfetch is all riled up. It's like, oh, do you want you want that leak? No, let's get a different leak. He's like, no, I want that one. And so then you have to beat that Arcanine, who's like a boss. You can't catch it. It's just an extremely powerful Pokemon. You get it. You get that leak. Your Farfetch becomes more powerful. It's like it gets like a boost on attacks. You know what I mean? You just made that up right now. Yeah, like how That's cool would something a 10 like that out of 10. be? You know what I mean? I love that. Like just like your Pokemon care and they want to have their own quests. Like you can yeah. do that without dialogue. I think if it's like you discover things through people who know about this world and stuff like that. Do you think? The spirit of Pokemon would be destroyed if there was a limit to how many you caught. Do you, do you feel like there's just you catch too many, so you can't really focus in that's, on yeah. on a, on this a few, Kyle? Like, that's the thing. Yeah, that's and that's what Pokemon <laughs> Go is all about. Is just catch as many as possible. Go ahead, catch them all. And when they say catch them all, it's just like not even catch one of each. Just catch everything. Just catch, 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 catch. <laughs> and to me, that's against the point of Pokemon. Like that's yeah. that is not the thing. It is the bonds, dude. Yes. That's the point. Oh, I feel like love it. Yeah, I feel like for a competitive angle, there should always be some kind of aspect of being able to like catch them all and create a best team. But I think for narrative purposes, like a, they they should have more separation from story and like online play. I feel like I, I feel, agree. Yeah, I feel like they need a dedicated story mode where they can do things, take a little bit more risk that like break the structure of. Yeah, catch them all mentality. No, yes. you like along your way. Like you got like six Pokemon. If you get rid of one, it's like, it's like not perfect. Like same thing with Perdita. Like they're like you. You're gone. Like he's gonna go tell his other like relatives. Like you can never catch that type of Pokemon again. <laughs> you'll still that's our reason. You'll yeah, encounter yeah. them, but like yeah. they they think badly of you. Like you let like you released them and stuff. Or maybe like it's not made negative. Maybe it's like you've done such a great job, but like you're free now. You don't want to be that cruel trainer. Ah, come back here. Like you know, I need you. Like we need to win. Like no, you set him free. He's with his family now or whatever. Blah blah blah. Like they could definitely whatever the reason they do. It's you get whatever Pokemon you get, you're you're with, and you like is Kyle's ideas and stuff. You just either build those bonds if you want, or you just go through and steamroll. It's like, eh, just power leveled them. They have no personality. If you still want that, it's still there. But yeah, you go do like those secret boss battles. That's how they learn their new move. Or now they will obey these commands above this because you've actually built trust with them. Like, yeah. It, it, like, it's more RP style. And what I like about that initial pitch, Damiani, is that there is a competitive scene, but it's so hard to be competitive in Pokemon because you have to raise them perfectly. You, spend, you have to spend hours and hours and hours just to get a Pokemon uh, uh, competitively viable. Uh, and even then, like if you're just experimenting, it might not work. It is insane that there are basically two online places where you can battle Pokemon, same rules, same Pokemon, uh, ju that just like, you just get the Pokemon for free. You can say, Oh yeah, I want this Pokemon with these stats, with these moves. And it's like, yeah, here it is. I would love it. If, if regular Pokemon games just gave you that, there's obviously a market for it. It's obviously huge. And I don't understand why not. Like, I think, I don't know, maybe I'm assuming things. I think people in the competitive scene would have a better time if they could just skip all of that and have their teams of competitive teams um, and, and just play with those. Experiment, play around. Like, I don't know. I, I assume the hours and hours is part of the joy, maybe, but I, I think it'd be so much 
more interesting. That seems like a powerful bond if you're raising them for competitive play. It's not, dude. It's it's more of like hatching eggs, and it's like, oh, you it's have grinding. you have the wrong nature. Bye. Oh, you have the wrong nature. Yeah. Bye. Oh, you have the right nature. Okay, you're my little machine yeah. now. Yeah. It's like it's 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 they're machine numbers yeah. rather than little lives. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe there's a, like I don't know how much work this would be. There could be a mode select at the beginning. I mean, Kyle's like pitch of that. There was just like you if you go into online competitive mode. Everyone gets to pick from the same, like, Pokemon. Like, it, it, your stats will be the same as this. You both yeah. pick a Pikachu. They are exactly the same. I know some people get enraged. Like, oh, no, I did all this work to do this. This Like, I could counter. Maybe there is a, com- like, let's call it competitive mode, story mode, where it is the same rules as before. Oh, you can have as many Pokemon and blah, blah, blah. And But it doesn't do any of those extra things that we talked about. There's no boss, no side quest or any Pokemon. It's just like streamlined, old school, traditional Pokemon. And then if you do like real story mode, it's like you'll be restricted to just six Pokemon throughout your adventure. But you can increase your bond, go on side quests and learn more about those Pokemon. And give, you know, and like one thing it will require, Kyle, is you have to name all six. Yes. You cannot just give them like yes. the default name. You gotta give them nicknames. It will like reject you. It's like that's an acceptable name. I, I think f- <laughs> for that to be okay, like it'll give you a nickname, like old oh, RPGs. Yeah, they, it'll give you yeah. a nickname maybe. And then, yeah. I'm not gonna demand you be creative. And also, just wanna self correct because I know that you're shouting at me. I know that you can uh, train for abilities easier now. Uh, but still, like, I just I hate the idea of breeding Pokemon for, for battle. And tossing out the the ugly ones. It's ruthless underground. Yeah, dude. Don't like it, man. I don't like it. The Pokemon. Um, I think that uh, that's gonna wrap it up. Oh, okay. Uh, I had something else in case we were short, but we're definitely we're not, not short. short. <laughs> we're definitely not short. We're at the end Sorry. here, so it is time for to wrap this up. It's time for our final evaluations here. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, I forgot we had to do that. Yeah. So uh, not just what we discussed, but like what you remember from E3, when so Nintendo's Direct, what they had playable. Um, anything you might have seen in other streams or news things, how how would you rate Nintendo's uh, presence this year? How would you evaluate it? All right, so there was a lot of they there's a lot of things that just weren't as good as years prior. It wasn't the best booth, you know. I think they I, like they could have even themed a better Smash Bros. booth. I know that they had the stuff in glass cases. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the talk of the town, you know, like like Zelda was, like Mario was. Uh, the but I want to I want to commend them for not showing too much because we do get mad when we don't see things. Like uh, uh it was wrong to show Metroid Prime Four last year. I get that it eased tensions about Metroid, um, so maybe it wasn't that wrong. But yeah, anyway, cutting the chase. That's a B plus. I'm I'm proud of them for not showing too much, uh, but. No, you know what? That's not a B plus. It's a B minus. It's a C plus. It's a C plus. Okay, you you put up a C performance. You put up a C performance. You get the plus for not showing too much. Uh, but uh, no, it's a it's a it's a B minus. Are you sure? I do not know why I'm putting so much thought into this. Because it's Nintendo. Yeah, dude. All right. And it's D3. It's a B minus. Right. I think I think the trailer for Fire Emblem was bad. Um, it's a C plus. C plus. Okay, C plus. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna go C minus. Okay. Uh, lightly below average. Um, no real reason other than uh, I walked away from E3 and Nintendo thinking to myself. 
there's only one game this year that I'm excited for from them, and that's Smash. And that's a bad way to leave E3. Yeah. With, uh, you know, no real... Not, not hopelessness for the future, but like, hmm, there's not really a lot for me personally that I'm extremely excited for. I'm extremely excited for Smash, so that raises it up a bit. But other than that, <clears throat> walked away just kind of like, eh. I hear it. So C plus, C, C minus. I gave. I remember I gave the the Nintendo Direct a seven out of ten, I believe. And uh, after seeing everything they did, uh, I'm probably gonna stick with a just a C. I'll go in between you two. Okay. The um, average. There it is. My I think my my the reasons I give it like I go that low. I do think they spent too much time in the Nintendo Direct with Smash Brothers. I think the information they conveyed could have either been presented in the Treehouse stuff that followed up. Yeah. Uh, it could have been better saved for that. Mm-hmm. I understand that didn't introduce a new problem that their direct would have been super short. Uh, which means like now it's like yeah they did that speaks to the amount of games they had they didn't have enough they probably could have shown off a little more so a little bit of a weak overall lineup spending too much time on the technicalities of Smash Brothers which could have been presented better in other areas of their E3 uh, conference um, the booth theme was not as impressive as previous two years. Um, like they could have like recreated a stage from Smash Brothers or something, which would have been like cool. And they you had, pose with weapons. Yeah, that would have been awesome. It's obvious. They had the props. It's like, it was. I think they were going for like more space. No, but I mean like like Huber and Damiani are in a photograph. One's holding a hammer. The other oh, holding the summary. No, I know. Yeah, let Huber grab the hammer. Like they literally, yeah, they literally could have had that, or they could have had like a character doing a smash attack, and you got to get in there like you were the one getting smashed or something. Oh, that's sick idea. Like taking a falcon punch. Yeah, something like that would have been great. Good, good photo ops. Like kind of like missed there other than like the things there yeah um but mostly the uh just the system they used for playing smash brothers there uh the appointment stuff i don't know if anyone else had any problems like i didn't have a problem using it it's just i feel like they probably could have like how much time they were giving you initially like the the, the few matches they could have just had a line going and it's like had people like, like i don't know if the appointment thing was necessary it I didn't feel, improve lines. I don't know because like the Smash Brothers, Smash Brothers was at oh, okay. Super Smash Brothers was at E3 before the public was available. It was at an E3 for one uh, for the Wii U one, and it wasn't ridiculous. Well, I think then. there was a po- an appointment area and then a standby. There was a line. standby line, yeah. which uh, I, I think they just should have straight up done. Put a few. They could have fit in probably more boosts. Cause remember, Zelda was like neck back to back. Like everything was stacked. Yeah, together. there was a lot of unused I get, space. I get it was four players, and yeah. they probably want people to have enough space. But I think the amount of like, I think they could have fit a few more stations in there. Um, I think they could have just had like a general line. Um, like two lines, one for, for honor, one for, for glory. Like if you want, like just don't even do one V one. They should have just got rid of the one V one mode. That makes no sense. Yeah. I'm so yeah. bummed. I like just have, one. just have four player Ugh, mode. I didn't want Only it. have yeah. four player mode. Fits more people in there. You get, to, and like you have a chance to go back if you want to wait for the line. I think they could have served more people. I just don't know if anyone actually tried to play it and didn't get a chance to, but I've, I, I think. I think they could have tried what they tried what they did before, and if that didn't work, okay, so be it. But they have done a different system for it. It worked out just fine. Should have tried it out here. Who knows? Maybe they were told they had to do it by the fire marshal. I have no idea. Sure, but I did not like that. I did not like an appointment system. I don't like it for Sony. To uh, I, I, I I don't like that. To give them a little more credit, yeah, the fact that Smash was playable to me was a big deal, mm-hmm. and the excitement in that area was palpable. They had it on the big screen, people cheering. Cause I look over at Sony and I'm like, 
I'm way more excited for Death Stranding, Last of Us, and Ghost of Tsushima. But they where's the hype? Where were they? Where's the hype in yeah, that booth? They're they're oh. literally behind the back doors. So like <laughs> they weren't even there. <laughs> so the it, it is a big deal that Smash was there, playable, and there was so much excitement and I, emotion behind it. I really wish the Invitational could somehow have been. I wish they would rewrite their schedule so the Smash tournament could have been before E3 somehow. Like, them just moving there direct earlier and then doing the Smash Invitational right after. Just having it during the show, I just, you just don't get to... I didn't see any of it. I was like, what happened with this? Like, oh, yeah, but, I mean, for people at home, they got I to see it. I don't know. It's great. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it would get even more attention if it was done before. Yeah. Like it, I, think I think they did the Wii U one on a Sunday, if I, I remember I feel correctly. Like it's yeah. A, I, yeah, I guess because that was known already that the sure. game existed. Coming into E3, all we had seen is a CG trailer. Got, I get what you mean. I, yeah, so this I, was I mean, the gameplay reveal. They're not holding that against it, but they did do yeah. that. They did the Splatoon thing as well, uh, the tournament for that. So they're, they're still doing those like fan engagement events, so I give them credit for that. It's just, uh, I don't think it was, I don't know, I like the Nintendo World Championship things they do with all the crazy, like, you know, with Mario Maker and stuff like that. Oh, those, that was really fun. Those are, like, that I think are really cooler fun, yeah. to, like, watch, especially go back and watch them after. Like, they're pretty fun. Yeah. Um, so they do a good job with that. So, like, They'll I'll be give an them A that. next year. I think Hopefully. next year Nintendo will be back to A for sure. Like, if they did all this, and this like this is probably, like, it's close to, like, the weakest they can do without getting into really dark times territory, which yeah. I don't, like, caught, like, su- su- severe software drought days. I don't think it's going to happen. I think this is probably the worst it will be for a while. Yeah. Like, and, like, I expect next year's to be a vast improvement Every because year of that better software. Every is a year closer to Mario and Zelda. <laughs> Huber just wants that like next E3 where we get new Mario and Zelda again announced. No rush. And it's like back to that A plus. Every like three, yeah. four years, five years, whatever, it's fine. Uh, yeah, it, it's mostly like I'm speaking mostly about the Nintendo Direct, honestly, still. Like I gave that a seven C. It's yeah. that and everything kind of followed suit. Everything everything was as expected, no real big surprises. So I mean it's fine. It yep. was okay. Next year. Next year. Pokemon twenty nineteen. Farfetch'd Quest. Well, next year is going to have a lot. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. A lot of stuff next year. That is going to wrap it up for this episode of Friend Code. I want to thank you to all of our $5 and up patrons who submitted questions for us for this episode. If you would like to submit questions for consideration for us to talk to on each episode of Friend Code, uh, just look for the patron post. Patrons post on Patreon. A little too many patrons. You, well, you used to call it Patrons Pulse. I know, and that yeah, also yeah. threw me for a loop. Yep, yep, yep. I'll make a post on Patreon the week we are recording the episode calling, no for, sub- calling for submissions. <laughs> and uh, I will let you know what the subject is so that you can cater and uh, your cater your questions towards our topics. I'd say the, the questions were really good this week. Yeah. Those were really There were a lot questions. I had, like, yeah. we just, because by our nature, we will sometimes go beyond what you asked just because that's how our discussions go. I ask a lot of questions. So there are a lot I of questions. I, yeah, there are a lot of questions <laughs> I skipped over that we ended up talking about. So uh, just you should be able to tell that like we talked about your subject. I would probably pick your question, but we get way more questions in this way than before. That's why we do it this way. But thank you again for all those great questions. Thank you to you both thank for you. joining me on this episode of Friend Code. And until next time, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce.